0: Welcome to Do A Blessing CNS Church London's podcast, sharing the good news weekly. We hope you are blessed by today's message. Lord, we just want to say thank you. Lord, we give you all the praise. We thank you for what you are doing. We thank you for what you will do. We bless your name for today. We thank you for this gathering. Father, we say let your name be glorified in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, as we go through your word, we ask that you will honor yourself again. Thank you, blessed Father. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Yes, have our seat. God bless us all in the name of Jesus Christ. are looking and, you know, we are looking at a conversation today just to also remind ourselves about the prayer of Jesus, which he said, thy kingdom come. He said, Lord, let your kingdom come. Let your kingdom come. Now, before we go into... As we go to even discuss those things, one of the things I have discovered, especially when it comes to our Christian world, there is a fundamental thing that every Christian must understand and must settle with. That is the basics of Christianity. And that is the understanding of the cross, which means I also died with Christ on the cross. This is the basic of Christianity because every other thing you would ever do or become in your Christian walk will be based on that. So you see Paul talking about this and when Paul will talk about this are the elementary things of, of the kingdom when he's talking about the debts. <clears throat> now when we look at debt closely, what the Bible would you, would you would always you know let me put it this way when we when a child when we are at when we just get into educational system we are taught A B C one two three and no matter how high you go in your education it is based on that. I don't know if that ever happened to you that somebody pronounces a word and you spell it. that said ah, you spelled it wrong. What will you do? You go, or you are trying to write a letter, and you write one, you hear one big word and you're trying to spell it. You go, uh a, yeah, you begin to write, write it when somebody says 10% is constant, and you say whatever it is, and you say, ah, no, 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 it was wrong. What, what will you do? You begin to go on. To, you will go back to the basis, because the basis is what determines every other thing that you do. So when we are talking about debt in Christianity, debt to it is a requirement. It is an understanding that you would ever you would have to know and you live by. Now when we are looking at the kingdom of God and kingdom service, the first school of teaching is death to, death to self. Death to self. So when, you know, I was, it was quite interesting when I was, when we we're looking at the, when the queen's casket was about to be lowered, they took the crown, they took the staff of office, and I was watching on Sky News, he said, he said they are not taking it off and placing it on the altar of God. That's what he said. Basically, that's it. That is where this all, all thing, That's where it came from. And the and the priest said something was quite interesting. He said she will now be lowered like a normal Christian. Like and, so basically what he's saying is that as she's going to death to, to, to be buried, she's buried as like any normal human being. So that means that the first thing, when they are committing her to her, one thing they are saying is that you are now being separated of everything. You hold nothing. Yes. So, now, when you now understand that statement, when it comes to death in Christ, the first, the, the, why it's, the teaching is important is that you hold nothing. You hold nothing. Please, I just want so Go to Deuteronomy, please. Deuteronomy chapter, Deuteronomy chapter um, eighteen. No, we we talk about the Levites, or we, the Bible says we are priesthood. Ten chapter eighteen, um, verse one to um, one to uh, one to two. It says the Lev, the Leptica priests priest, indeed, the whole tribe of Levi will have no. Allotment or inheritance with Israel. So that means they were distributing property. And God said, No, this was I said they are going to serve me. So when you are distributing property, don't distribute for them. He now said that, He said, they shall live on the food offering presented to the Lord. Basically, what he saying is that the day they remember to bring food is what you eat. So you are depending on God's mercy. To touch their hearts to bring food for you. Because at people say, Ah, God is my inheritance. When you read scripture properly, you understand what it means that God is my inheritance. So the Bible says it says, it says to the, to the Lord, they shall have no inheritance among their fellow Israelites. The Lord is their inheritance. So God is saying. When you are saying, this is my property, God is saying, as far as is concerned, they have no property. I am their property. If you are called into priesthood of scriptures, this is the first basic understanding that you need to understand. That in Christian work, the first understanding is that What does that mean? When I gave my life to Christ and I died, I don't have time again. My the time I use is God's time. So I don't have time to say I want to go and watch Premier League because I am dead. Bio cannot watch Premier League. I'm not saying I don't want league. but when God makes a demand and say, I want this time, that time is his. See, one of the greatest challenges and the battles that the devil will use is what God has given you. So God gave you money. You have no right to use that to, okay. The money I hand now, I have no right to carry a prostitute with it. Not because I am moral, but because it is not my money. And the person that holds the money says that this kind of things, you don't use my money for. As God has given me the grace to preach, if God says, buy your. For a whole year, I want you to sit down there. I don't want you to say a single word. Somebody else will be preaching. If I am truly dead, I will sit down there and listen. Why? Because it is not me. The fact that I will feel offended is the fact that you are still alive. Does this this make sense to us? So the journey of death does not mean that, ah, would I not do anything? No, no, no. God is saying, whatever you become is me. So, this is the basics. So that's why I said, even in ministry, you can prepare someone of three pages, and God says, only preach one line. You say, ah, will water, what the anointing, no, 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 you cannot come to waste there. Yeah. I now begin to preach. It shows that you are not there yet. If God, pro- if I have a car, where I drive it to will be determined on where God is pleased to it. I will not drive my car to where is it is because I died. God has provided the desire for sex. I would, it would, what would determine what I do with that desire is God. Somebody would say that, you know, see, the most anti-scriptural thing you ever hear is, it is my life. That thing has no roots in scriptures. someone you know talk, someone was talking about gay feelings and things like that I said, oh, you know this is the way i feel this is how you know it is it's something that i feel naturally and things like that i said it's not a problem the bible has a prescription of dealing with that jesus said remain single that's what jesus said your body is not designed to be used in that room. So you remain single. See, I know that this is one of the challenges. See, God gives grace for people to remain single. It is, Jesus himself said it. So it is not a, a fire by force prayer. I know we don't, you know, it's not a fire by force prayer. If, if you choose to say, I want to remain single all the rest of my life, Jesus said, it is allowed. So what I'm trying to say to us is this is that so because as you that's why I, I started from the viewpoint of maybe seeing even into ministry where you would feel like ah God is seeing by God's mercy. There are times I know, when I'm praying with some of my colleagues or whatever it is, I, I will tell them you know, I've been preaching for a while. Can you let us ask God though, is he still allowing me to preach? Because there will be days. I, I don't want to stand here to preach one day when you has told me sit down. And because to do sit down does not mean you did something wrong. It is an issue of the flesh. Now, when he now says, Bio, I don't want to hear your voice for the next one month. And now sit down. And I say, "Ah, why are they preaching like that? Ah, That preaching is not make sense. Does it, you know I can remember I was there a program that we were doing we Yeah, We had assumed that I was good to it. <laughs> so I said, first I said, How come you why why would you just assume that I'm not as good as I am not there yet, but it is a journey of death. where you would begin to discover that and you you see why i'm laying this foundation is important because when you are beginning to talk about kingdom service the first priority as i god is concerned is to lend it now let me because we spoke last week about about the issue around lies and truth if i ask you a question, when was Jesus crucified? You would say, on Good Friday. It's a Good Friday. The Bible says, Jesus was crucified before the beginning of the world. So, are those two things contradicting? Because one aspect is God saying you are dead. Second aspect is for you now to respond to that death. Even though Jesus was crying on the cross and saying, This part, this journey is difficult, he was walking to what God has already accomplished. So, what am I trying to say is that. I died to Christ. The day I give him my life to Christ, I have died. Now, if I have some addictions that I'm struggling with, my, I am walking towards what Christ had done. I am only reconciling myself, making myself aware that by all you died. Does that make any kind of sense? Let me show you a couple of scriptures. Let's just do this this way if you have your Bible just open it to um first Corinthians we don't have it all first Corinthians chapter chapter one some of us don't be in again hallelujah <laughs> first Corinthians chapter one verse two and let somebody go to first second Corinthians chapter one verse two so the church of God that is in Corinth mm-hmm. Those sanctified in Christ Jesus, mm-hmm. called to be saints together with all those who, in every place, call upon the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. So Paul said, these people are called to be saints. One of the most notorious churches you will read about in the days of Paul is the Church of Corinth. I Somebody I say, ah, if hmm. if you do all this, um, what do you call? It? Um, if you if you speak in tongues, I don't have love. It's all nothing. But yet, if you go to Second uh, Corinthians chapter 1, verse 1. Paul, of See, the first scripture we read said, called to be saints. That's what he said in, in, the, in the first scripture. Yeah, the second scripture. Said, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus. Yes. By the will of God. Uh-huh. And Timothy, our brother. Yes. So the church of God that is in current. Uh-huh. With all the saints, you are in the whole Paul now says you are saints. Why was Paul calling people saints? Because as I, if I ask you who is a saint now, you will say, ah, it's those who have lived perfect life. And Some people will say that you have to die first. Then they wait a couple of years before they declare you saints. But why was Paul calling people saints that have character issues? Because their, their job is now to reconcile themselves. That by your this addiction that you have, when you gave your life to Christ, you are died. So I need to begin to walk towards, acknowledge that fact, and begin to live my life in that direction. So that's why I use Jesus as an example. The Bible says that he was crucified before the foundation of the world. But when, why was he still struggling against the man when he was really crucified? Because what is, le- is now beginning to re- re- let's Let's just read a, a scripture for us, please. Um, hallelujah. Romans chapter 6, verse 11. Sorry, I'm skipping the highest version. The Bible says that in the same way you too must continually consider yourselves dead. So that means that he did not say you are not dead. He said now your job is to constantly think about yourself. That when I gave my life to Christ, this is what happened to me. And the more you reconcile yourself to that, the more that truth is established. Or the first thing the devil will say is, "Ah, they're calling you saints. <laughs> you of all people. You say, ah, you know, nobody can be sent. to, we are just, we are just. Have you ever noticed that people who say that we are, we are trying, they never try. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> they, never say it. they never try. Yeah, I'm pushing it. I'm trying. No. So, what I'm trying to say is that. But when they, this is who I am. Why am I now being minister? Because I am I am still dealing with the issue of reconciling myself to who God says I am. That is why you would see at times you can be doing something wrong, and God will call you in church and say, Ah, and you family. me. I love you with all my heart. Are you that you know that you are doing something wrong? You'll be like, ah, is he not seeing well? <laughs> It's me, oh God. <laughs> he can say you. Mm-hmm. He's only speaking to you from his position of how he wants you to be, how he sees you. Yes. But some people will not take that as a license. God is looking now. Whenever I talk go to God, God doesn't, God doesn't he doesn't speak loudly to me, he speaks quietly to me. He then will speak loudly, he will be in hell. <laughs> You get what So it's important that you understand in scriptures that there is the positional righteousness and there is the position of acting out righteousness. So people say, "Ah, I am the righteousness of God." Yes, but yeah, the Bible says, "Walk out your salvation." So what the Bible? Wait, I hope that that. Helps. So what I'm trying to say as we as we go to begin to look at this issue around kingdom service is first of all understanding that death is a requirement. Now for some of us ah, is it that um, I might no it might be a journey but it is important. So when God says that ah you are dead to sin you should not say ah, no 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 I am not. You say yes I know I am but and that is what I am walking towards. Because it is easier for it is not easier for you to know that to feel that this is you know how would i put it, in a, it, it it's it, all i'm just saying to us is this is that as we come is, is that the issue about debt is is important no matter how well you grow in christianity the debt will always be an issue it will always be an. see when 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 i'm dealing with people's issues or things like that in my mind i'm always like this thing is very simple why because i'm always looking at the issue of debt Husband, love your wife as Christ loved the church. It is the issue of death. If a man dies, there will be no problem. Have you seen a man that a wife struggles with that is dead to themselves? Once you are dead to yourself, there is no problem. Why? If you are dead to yourself, there will be no problem. So, at times, the scriptures is very simple. But at times, we have all this advanced, advanced, advanced teaching. But the issue at the bottom line, as far as God sees it, is that. So, when we look at a particular scripture, as we begin to move further on this, as we go to Ephesians chapter 4, now, the Bible begins to talk about ministry. And I know that I've shared this with us for some time, that ministry is not people who are pastors or evangelists. Minister. Every child of God is called to minister, and what is ministry is bringing God, into bringing the heart of God into an environment, touching the lives of of people as God desires. And the Bible says that in Ephesians of the I'm really the amplified because I wanted to point out something to us. The Bible says that. He, and he and he his gifts to the church were varied. He himself appointed apostles, uh, prophets, evangelists, and pastors and teachers to guide and uh, shepherd and guide. Sorry, and shepherd to guide. Sorry, and, and, and teacher. Sorry, and the Bible says that. And some of them shepherds to this way. I going, verse twelve. He said. He said to fully equip. And perfect the saints, God's people, for the work of service. On that version will tell you that for ministry, can I have the um, is there anybody that has an NIV or or KGV? Anyone for the equipping of the saints, for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry, for the work of ministry. So, we have said that, I'm just trying to buttress a couple of things, that we have said that when you, when you come to church, the job of the church is to equip you to be able to do work of ministry. The problem now is going to be, one of the greatest things that the devil does is that you now think, or we now think that this is ministry. Oh, what is your ministry? My ministry is preaching. What the value I mean, I'm not doing ministry. And one of the greatest battles the devil does in the body of Christ, he, 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 as long as he can control your exposure to the truth, it determines every other thing. Your prayer is is is, is, is treated by the truth that like you I'll give give us a, a, an example of that as, as we go on. So the Bible says now I'm trying to come to a point. Let's read on, please. Um, I'll come back to you. it said, until we reach oneness in the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God, growing spiritually, to become a mature believer. That is verse 13, sir. Ever cover 13, you're not going to. Till we all come to the unity of the faith, yes. and of the knowledge of the Son of God, mm-hmm. to the perfect man. So, basically, what I'm trying to say, when the Bible says, perfecting, it's talking about maturity. Does that make sense? So, when the Bible says, for the equipping and perfecting, that means you are bringing Christians to the point of maturity. And maturity by God is also when it is not about you again. A Christian that is still at the growing stage is the one that, God, if you don't do this for me, I'll never serve you. But as they begin to mature, just like when you are young, when you're growing up as a child, when when uh, you have a baby, all they need is w- what they want. But as you begin to grow older, and maybe you start to walk, you discover that um you know let's switch off the electricity bill uh, let's switch off the lights. And why? Because you are now becoming responsible. You are now be- you are now thinking about the budget of the house. And but if you have a younger uh, brother there, all they want is food. If you don't give them, you are the bad. What you are the you are the uh, you are the you are devilly academics, <laughs> but the day you give them, ah, you are the best person that has ever happened to them. So a Christian that is still working to and i come back to the point why Paul was talking about keeping them to the point of perfection, basically, in their maturity, because. Like said, when you have a Christian and say, oh God, you know, oh, why are you not? Saying, well, God has not done things for me. You know, I'm not. I'm not happy. I'm not. I'm. Uh, you know, I just don't feel like it because I have. I have so many things going on in my life. They are Christians, but it's just that we still need to grow. That does not make them a non-believer. A child that's asking for biscuits and things does not mean that they are not a human being. Because at times we, we think that some Christians that do certain things, they are, not ima- they are not Christians. They are Christians. So, as long as a child that is still a baby, you see. So, and this thing comes with maturity. Our maturity is not, please don't get me wrong, maturity is not, we, we, we are maturing in different aspects as we grow in Christian world. So, why? Because Paul is saying there is a particular work of ministry that God is calling you into, there is something that God wants you to do but if you don't undergo through this process of death, whereby it is not about how I feel, but maturity is about this is what works for the kingdom of God. Then That's why Paul said, now, Paul was saying that to become a mature believer, that means that you are not born a mature believer. That means maturity happens over time. And so as we begin to understand that, then we will we come to a place where we begin to see that to be able to function effectively in the ministries that God has called us to, or in the places that God has called us to, maturity is key. But the first part of coming into that is to understand death. Because a dead man does not care whether he has a car or he doesn't. That's why I use the queen as an example. To say when she was being lowered down, they were saying she's lowered down as a normal human being. Basically because... Because when it, 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 she's dead, everything is gone. Amen. Amen. Now, one thing that we would, I want us to appreciate as we go on. Did you have the version of transition or of not? Um, Okay, just go to verse... Let's go to... I think we had verse 13. No, 12. So the Bible says here, it says, And to fully equip and perfect... And to fully equip and perfect the saints, God's people, for God's work of service for God's work of service. Now, I know we've talked about, you know, I would explain why I feel that this is quite important. I know, and we've shared this before. 1 uh, Kings chapter 19. 1 Kings chapter 19. The Bible says that, the Bible says, the Bible says that, it says, the Lord sent to him, go back the way you came and go to the desert of Damascus. You will get the anoint Hazel king over Anon and anoint Jehu the son of Mishnah uh, king over Israel. Anoint Elisha, Eli, um, and 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 anoint Elisha, Elisha's son of sorry Elisha, son of Sabash, and, like, and Jehu basically as prophets in your own in your own Now, what I'm trying to say is that. Please note that when God was telling him to anoint, God did not say, take one oil for king, another oil for prophet. He said, no, the same oil. Now, when the Bible, when the Bible talks about the anointing, you are anointed for ministry. So that means that ministry we are talking about is not being a pastor ministry like we said earlier is bringing the presence of god and the mind of god into an environment into an environment so no matter where you are it's important that you understand that god is anointing you to be a minister in that place now how does it work I will show us a scripture. I will, I will go to a particular uh, young boy who became king in Israel. Second Kings, chapter, sorry, Second Chronicles, chapter twenty-six, for verse three. The Bible says Uzziah was sixteen years when he became king, and the Bible says he reigned in Jerusalem for fifty-two years. His mother's name was, I think, Segar. let's go on, please, and the Bible says. He sought God during the days of Zechariah. Zechariah was a priest. The Bible says, who instructed him? So, he used to come to the temple and he was being taught scriptures. And you you would think that, so then what his job is, is to become another pastor. Because he's been mentored by a pastor. And the Bible says that as long as he sought God, the Lord, God gave him success. So that means that as long as he was under these teachings of Zachariah, as long as he was listening, God gave him success. What am I what how does that work with us? Is that there are something that God will be raising into the finance industries? There yes, that God will be, will, be, will be grazing into different areas. But when we come together, God is impacting us and putting His grace on you. But what the devil wants you to believe is that everything is only for this place. So the Bible says, uh, you know, let's, the Bible talks about what God has done for him. And I just wanted to point out something to us. Let's go on, please. Next slide. And the Bible says, says, in Jerusalem, he made devices invented for. Basically, what I'm trying to say is that this guy became somebody that was inventing new stuff that was being used in the market. But where where was the source of the anointing coming from? The temple. He He was doing stuff in his field when 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 people say invented that means a thing that things that have not been created before and he wasn't inventing new spiritual language <laughs> or how do we use invention of putting perfume with um you know. while he was in church I know of one man they were doing a service of um, what's it called the twenty ninth only Michael service and the guy was reading and he had a sermon before he came about how angels impact wisdom in people and he was writing a particular um something, a program or something. This has been a while ago that he was writing and putting together. And it was in that service where everybody was in that place and power of God was moving. And of course, people were coming in with... See, this is why it's important that your mind is open in a particular way to receive God. People came to that place and, you know, yes, different battles of their life, and those kind of stuff. That man said, Pastor, um, I say Chris Ajay, that's his name. He had. He has a church around um, Victoria Land, um, uh, Seattle's church around, Victoria Land and things so, like this, those who you know him, and things like that. He was, he was, during the service, as the program was going on, he began to get ideas on the, po- on the program he was writing. It was as if angels were walking and imparting knowledge. In. And he went home, he began to write them down, spent the whole night. That same event is where some people came and just wanted and fought the devil and went home. Yet, that same environment, because somebody's mind was open, that the church is not only a place where you only come and it's a place where God inspires you on other things to do. The guy, according to him, he put it online. A couple of weeks later, whatever it is, he got a call from Microsoft. He was in Nigeria. And he was invited over. If I'm right, if I get the story right, I think it was directly called by Bill Gates. And the question was, where did you get these things from? So we are not talking about things that are not possible. Babadipoye wrote, uh, if he doesn't know, Babadipoye has a PhD in mathematics. And when he was writing his thesis, and things like that, he wrote his thesis and he presented it to the professors. And they called him and they said, "Excuse me, we need to ask you a question." He said, "What?" said He said, "Where did you get these things from?" He said, I, "He said no. he said You are providing answers. And he said, What of the professors said to him? He said, We are assured that there cannot be a professor in this Africa because those who we know and have." You know, when it comes to academic circles, people know themselves. He like, said, "So we know that in this Africa, there is no one. There is the professor that taught you is not in Africa. So can you tell us who in those prof, um, in those universities we know, maybe Cambridge or Oxford, but it can't be <laughs> outside <of> London. <laughs> <Amen>. <laughs> Hallelujah." <laughs> Advance <laughs> in <movie> like, Amen. <laughs> 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 That's not me to wait. God bless us in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs> 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 so, you know, and the Papa was saying he was, he was shocked, he didn't know what was going on. He said, So when they said, No, no, and when did they, they had to? said, That was actually a meeting when he wanted to defend but all there were so many professors who were there and they were saying we came we heard about this project so we came to find out all we are saying is you have written it but these are complex issues that we all are looking for answers for so can you show us the professor that taught you these things but said he said ah, he then he began to understand what was going on then he said ah, he's a professor is somebody called emmanuel and he said hey we are getting somewhere. <laughs> so they are getting somewhere. You know, where is this professor Emmanuel? Baba at the time before God called him totally, he was about to be one of the youngest vice chancellor in Nigeria. What I'm trying to say is that when God, when the spirit of God breathes upon you and your mind is open you begin to see that church is not only a you are being equipped for your ministry please excuse me which oh god do you know that was not a pastor the pastor of Redeem. i don't know if you have ever heard about this let me put it in i don't know how to put it in english <laughs> yes, <laughs> he's a stark illiterate. He he cannot put English together, and yet that man is preaching and teaching and Baba is is getting deeper insights into mathematical things that has not been solved. What I'm trying to say is that as God is opening up our mind to begin to come into a space that God is asking us to be, you know, to uh, God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. I said this when I was going to time myself. Amen. Hallelujah. So let's just quickly let's just put this. Um, to, one, to one side. One of the things that God will not keep telling is that, ah, I want to use you in this place. Joseph, nobody told Joseph that God was actually, God is the one that actually sent him to that place. Joseph realized that he was dead to himself and his job was to live in over God. So somebody will say, ah, no. Maybe God has not told me that this is where he has called me to be. He will not announce to you. You may be the hard one that he will confirm to. Go and read scripture. David, God did not say, David, as you are going now, you are now becoming, you are going to become king. David just went as a day. That is why the Bible calls Jesus God that as a thief in the night. So don't be always open to the fact that God will always confirm to you. Because if he gives you the answer, how is he going to test you? Joseph never knew that in Potiphar's house God was taking the record. But what Joseph knew was that Joseph, you are dead to yourself. It is not about you. It's about God. Ah, Joseph, you will lose all this position if you don't sleep with me. Well, it's not. It's not my position at the end of the day. Joseph was died long time ago. This is Christ walking. So if Christ says I don't need that position, He doesn't need it. And the Bible says in the book of Psalms. Psalm 105. The Bible says that and this is, this is a scripture I had to kind of pick from the top. The Bible says you. Um, the Bible says you. To you I will give the Canaan ken- land, and as the portion you will inherit. And you know, in verse 14, this is a verse we normally read. In the Bible says that it said he allowed no one to oppress them for the sake of the of. Of their of, 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 for their sake, he rebuked king. Do not touch my anointed, and no man do my prophet no harm. As a result, he, God called for my family. He bought family to destroy their food and supply. Then he now sent a man before them, Joseph. When he said, ah, touch no man, God said, no, the, pro- the devil will not destroy him, but that does not mean he will not be tested on the way. And the Bible says here as we, the Bible says they bruised his feet with shackles and his neck with, uh, put him higher. I just want to just point um, one scripture to us. Uh, the Bible says uh, verse 19 says that it. The, let's go to verse 19 please. The Bible says to what if what it was foretold came to pass, the word of the Lord proved in on that transition we say the word of the Lord tried his character tried his character so where are we going with, with, with all of this we have a commission by God Acts chapter 1 verse 8 the Bible says that he said but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes unto you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem. Why do you need witnesses? Why, do you, Where do you need witnesses? Where are witnesses used? Witnesses are used in call. Thank you, sir. Why are they used when somebody is disputing a particular issue, then you call your witness to validate that thing. So, how does this affect me as a Christian? You say, ah, nobody can survive in this business except they do this. And you say, I ah, know. It is possible. I know those. Those are in the days of Jesus. I am a witness. I am standing to prove to you that that life is possible. Ah, you cannot be a pastor and not and not rule over people. It is my hope and my desire is to be a witness because Christ will not do that. So as God is taking you into the industries, he's saying you are my witness. People will say, ah, oh, you know, it is impossible for somebody to be able to stand for God and still work in this kind of industry. You say, I am a witness. You only use witness when a case is being disputed. They will say, okay, you have two arguments. One is saying, no, you cannot be a young person and live a righteous life. In this world, that is the narration. But there's another narration that says, no, you can be godly and still live in, live, live in this world. Then what, what, do we, what is the answer? Call us a weakness. So when there are two opposing issues, there will always be, and there are so many witnesses for the devil. that? you know, people, you know, it's a witness. I live a particular kind of life, and I'm making money, my life is good. What is that? A witness. Yes, Jesus said, You can live for me, and I will ensure that you're the after. And he said, okay, who among here is a witness to this statement? The question is, the Bible says, God has anointed you to stand in those places and be a witness for Him. Last week when God was saying, my eyes is with you even outside, what he's saying is that I want you to be a witness for me. So with this is not those who only talk. In fact, there is there, the, God, the Bible should have said you shall be reporters for me. No reporter, he didn't know. This is what they said happened. You know, and um, I don't know if you have watched all this. He said all the views you have had in this program, it is not <laughs> our. It is uh, it is their view. Have you ever not had those when they put um, Disclaimer. disclaimers, caveats? Saying, so, you know, what you have had is not us. It is the person that we have called that has said this. When they are even interviewing you and you are saying something on their station, they will tell you that, please sir, we just want to put it here, that it is you <laughs> that has said this. So, so Christians are reporters. Can somebody stand for God and still excel in his career? Bible said it. Our pastor said it. What about you? You cannot accredit that kind of statement to me. The world has so many and God is saying, No, you are supposed to be my witness. People funny say that the world is not reading Bibles, they're reading it. And what God is saying, what I need is witness. You are anointed to stand in that place and be witness. Let's just um, show you one person and we would close on that. Daniel, as an example. Daniel, as an example. You know, they changed the name of Daniel, Daniel's name was changed. Um, Daniel 1 7. The Bible says the chief gave them names to Daniel, which is his Jewish name. Beltsider. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Belsaida. Okay, Amen. <laughs> and to the rest of them. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. So okay, I had a minute say that we started. That was that one is okay. So what the Bible is saying is that they changed their name but they could not change their allegiance to God. You can be in your career. In fact, you may, they may take you to the Arab board, and somebody says that you have to change your name. To, I know people have turned that to battle. Ha! Ah, you cannot change your name to a Muslim name. But Daniel, the name change was not the issue it is his heart and his commitment to God. Maybe for some of us, your boss will say, ah, you have to be working certain hours. And I may be working in times where I don't want to work because it's affecting my work, my, uh, what's it called? My, 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 my come or, come church or whatever the case may be. But yet, no matter what the devil does, my allegiance to God will never change. The problem is that people, because the system has changed your name, because the system has changed your occupation, you have also followed that pattern and changed. Let's read the. Let's read the. In fact, it was not just a name. He said, "Finally, when uh, when Daniel came to me, President, I told him the dream. He belts Bertranza." Bert- 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 after the name of my God. So they said, ah, let's let's honor him with a particular name. So there are certain positions that you'll be given that you would think that it it is to see how if your hearts will change against God. And God wants to take you to those circles, places where you will stand you know, you will talk, you will have fun, but no matter what, chatting, and you know, Christianity is not to live in a jacket. But you will be open, but yet your allegiance to God has never changed. No matter how the things, Daniel did not miss his prayer hours before God, and you begin to see the story afterwards. What happened? The kingdom eventually said. We will begin to serve the God of Daniel. Why? Because he realized that he was not a. After this issue, he went to uh, what's he called? He went. He, he was thrown into the lions' den. Why didn't he not save his position? Because he died. Position did not matter. There was a story of a man as I. As, as we is that and let me just say this you know the the reason why God why God needs because the only way God can change our environment is when you take up the places that God has called you to ministry and stand there was a man uh, I've forgotten his name the liberal democrats leader Tim it, and he was asked, the man said, We were talking about gay issues. And he said, That is the law. I I can't change the law. That is the law and things like that. And they kept on pursuing to the point where he said, you know, we understand that you are you are you are you walk along gay people and you don't have you don't criticize, you don't go after them and things like that. You are not making laws to, to shut them down, all this kind of stuff, but you as a person. Do you believe that being gay is a sin? And I will never forget what he said. He was alive when he made his broadcast. I cannot change my faith. And he resigned from that, from, from that position. Do you think he lost? Do you know what has happened? So many Christians that have had those stories have sat up to say, if this man can resign his position, it was not, please, I'm not saying that you begin anti gay issues in your work. That's not what we are saying. He did not do that. But until when they came to ask him about his personal conviction as a Christian, and said, that I can't change. as far as everyone is concerned, it's a plus. Because there are so many Christians who sat up after that. And guess what? As you begin to have more Christians going to those places, in those places, you begin to form a change. But if all we have is just an experience of the Holy Ghost and we end it here, let me give you a, you know, you might. That is, there is something in the movement called, called Orib when they do where yeah. prophets gather. Yeah. Orib was not in where they're doing it before, now no. it was formerly in Kaduna They used to pray a prayer day that God mm. allow us to have permits. Because you have to have because it's a Muslim area. us to, to uh, have permit to come next year. And somebody stood up and said, I will not pray this kind of prayer again. He said, ah, what do you mean? Can you add this? I said, no. He said, pray that God will lift one of us up to those positions where they will come and ask for permits." People thought that prayer was a prayer that did not make sense. Now what happened? They chased them away with all the prayer altars back to where they're coming from. Because if you don't take opportunities on the altar of prayer to to begin to think of how to influence your environment, that environment will eventually chop you out. Are those prophets not anointed of God? You need to be in those God's God is moving mighty. Or how come they did not pray for the seat of power? Because we have been limited by saying, as long as God is moving, it's okay. I will lead you with, with this scripture of 2 Peter chapter 2. The Bible says that he rescued lots a righteous man in distress and by a depraved conduct of lawlessness in his environment for the righteous man living living among them day to day was tormented was tormented in his righteous soul by the lawlessness and deeds he saw on a daily basis Christian life if all you are concerned about is I just want to follow God and that's it I don't think that my life should impact my environment so maybe God is calling you to be a doctor God is calling you to minister to him as an accountant, an engineer or whatever the case may be God is saying you know and let me just leave you with this encouragement as we pray. The Bible says the kingdom of God is like a mustard seed. He like said when he's put to the ground, when it dies, it becomes a mighty tree. So we may think that it's just four of us here. You may think that you only have one child. God is saying that seed, as long as it is in the mind, it is about the kingdom of God, with time, it will grow. To a point that it covers the whole area. so don't mind that we just one or two of us here talking about a change or bringing the kingdom of God on earth. God is saying that is how the kingdom of God starts. It doesn't start with a bank. It starts by little things, and as you begin to walk, as you begin to water it, as God is opening up ways for us as individuals, places in our career. You just have it at your, in your conscious mind that I am there, standing, representing Christ. People say, when will the kingdom come? The last picture. When will the kingdom come? Jesus said, is it Matthew? I don't know. Okay, he did. Um, the Bible says that, when the Bible says that the says that when will the kingdom come? Matthew took, uh, he said, when will the kingdom come? He said, He said, when the gospel is preached to the hands of the world. Okay, um, so when... You put the wrong scripture there. Okay, tell me about Matthew 24, verse 14. And, the, and this gospel of the kingdom... Yes. And this gospel of the kingdom—that means the spread of the kingdom. Yes, ma'am. Yes. Uh, As a witness to all the nations. Now it will be a witness. And then the world. And then the the hand will come. Amen. Now this is how I want you to look at this scripture. Atwoji shey mo le yai. Ido. Emma. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. What's your profession? Okay. Document controller. Ibole Where? What is? So I'm like an company? What kind of construction? How Okay. So, she's a document controller. Now the bible says when she is in that field I do that's what I said how far can you go? I don't know what the uh, uh, career is about uh, not in the company but you know in the career ladder uh, in the project Okay project manager okay All right, so let's say now she become one of the biggest project and she's managing projects of Olympics all those big projects and things like that. And she's a witness to God, a witness of how somebody can live a life and yet be, be managing projects of government. What billions of pounds. And yet live as Christ. The Bible says that once this gospel of the kingdom is preached, so that means she's taking that, king, that word, it said. The Bible says the whole world as a testimony on that um that shall we say as a witness to the world, then the end will come. What the Bible is saying? When somebody said, Oh, I lived my whole life, you know, when I get to heaven, I people say, You know, you know, this life is very difficult. What would God say? That was a witness there. Who was the weakness? you. So you think that you were access to all these billions and you could not live for God. I have a witness there who lived that same life. So give me a reason why you cannot live that same life. So when God is saying, they will stand as witness against people. is that that lifestyle that somebody has taken the gospel into a place. And God is saying, no, the fact that you are there marks two things. One, it will draw people to God. Second, it will be a stand of judgment for other people. So you cannot say that, oh, I'm the only young person, you know, this I No, God will say, if I can find one person that has lived that life, that person is a witness to that generation. A pastor cannot say that ah. God bless you, man. A pastor cannot say ah. You know, you know when um, you know as as ministry, his things are hard. So we need to we need to jump one or two things together. Because ah, there was a pastor that was in your time, and he did not lie. He was hungry, but yet he did not he did not swindle people for money. That is a weakness against you. So when God saying, I am a heart-raising witnesses across, his witnesses are for two things in the hands of God. One is to draw people to his kingdom. Secondly, is to stand as a witness against others. And that's why God is leading you and I to, into those areas. There are conversations going on everywhere. It is impossible, some of us, say, it's impossible for you to, for you to live, as a, for you to, for you to talk about Jesus, talk about your faith, and still be a CEO. Lord, he said, no, I will raise one that will be a witness to all of, all of them. So the day when they stand before me and they say, no, God, you know this, he said, no. Did you see, or did you see this person? You, what was God talking about um, Job? He said, have you seen my servant Job? please. Thank you for listening to this week's sermon. Have a blessed week.